Welcome to Glitch Out Podcast. I am your host, Winston Leva. This podcast is part of the Irving Youth Institute, a nonprofit organization. Glitch Out is a collection of interviews, commentaries, and storytelling about the lives, experiences, challenges, and accomplishments of those who have been system impact. Perhaps many of you have never heard the name Dai Juan Tetro. Like me, I never did. I've never heard that name before. Not until recently. Um, on February the 15th, just a day after Valentine's Day, I came across this story in the uh, New York Post about Dai Juan Tetra. And when I came across this story, something really caught my attention right away. And it was the heading, something to the extent that this Dai Juan Tetro uh, was a former gang member hired by the uh, Democrats. And so I thought it was going to be interesting. I thought it was an interesting story to read. I wanted to learn more about who this former gang member and what is he doing now. And apparently it was, he was doing something good and big. And I wanted to learn more about him because I wanted to know how someone who has been system impact is doing great things and has become an exemplary productive member of society yet this piece in the new york times before i read it all it suggested that he was being stigmatized because of his past so i didn't waste any time i read the whole piece i read it again to start gathering the information and data. And that led me to actually do a little bit more of a research on Mr. Daihuan Tetro. Daihuan, for those of you who want to who wanna look up his story, um, Daihuan is uh, spelled out D.S. and David, Y-J-U-A-N. Last name Tetro, T as in Thomas, A, T as in Thomas, R O. And again, um, his story is just simply put, fascinating and off the hook. Um, the story of Daihuan Tetro, it's a story about hard work, redemption, and hope. And this is why I wanted to share this and spend and dedicate a full episode about Mr. Daihuan Tetro and what he means for many of you and with whom many of you and myself can relate and direct, directly uh, relate to him. Um, Daihuan Tetro's story starts in Albany, New York. Um, he's a young, as a young African-American boy, 
Mr. Tatro grew up in a neighborhood not that different than the one where most of you and myself grew up in. Uh, Daihuan grew up in Albany, New York. Now, for many of us who are here in the West Coast, uh, we may not fam be familiar with neighborhoods um, back east, northeast to be precise. Uh, and the story of Albany, uh, I, as I looked up the, uh, the place where Taiwan grew up, uh, I kept finding uh, crime rates of Albany led and led the city and uh, positioned the city in the uh, top six to ten cities of the state of New York that registered um, uh, high crime rates. Uh, in 2019, for instance, the crime rate in Albany, New York, was 1.3 times higher than the U.S. average. And what this means is that it was the crime rate in Albany, New York, was higher than in 88% U.S. cities. Now, this statistic comes from citydata.com. Uh, so this gives you a very good perspective of the neighborhood in which Dai Juan Tetro, as a young African-American boy, grew up and what his challenges were as a boy and with, with whom many of you and myself can relate to. So, growing up in a, in a neighborhood like that, for Dai Juan Tetro, the stage was set. And the stage was set, I mean, the stage was set for this young boy, African-American, with very limited opportunities, no role models, um, and he was about to embark. It was just a matter of time to embark on this dramatic journey that would land him in places that are that many of you and, and myself are very familiar with. I mean, prison, cemetery of the hospital. And the story of Taiwan, Taitra is no different. He, see, once the stage was set, Taiwan trouble years started at an early age. Um, I found a, uh, an interview done by a political magazine, and in it, uh, Mr. Taiwan he indicated that uh, when he started, his trouble years started when he dropped out of high school. And this happened when he was in the 10th grade. And as I'm, as I'm, as I'm reading this, um, I can see right away that Taiwan's story could, could not be more similar to mine because I remember that um, things started to change in my life significantly, significantly and um, uh, dramatically when I was in 10th grade. I vividly remember uh, the shift and circumstances. I, I too dropped out of high school, by the way, when I was in 10th grade. And like... Taiwan, 
soon rather than later, um, I found myself in a completely different environment and situations. So for Dai Juan, for instance, uh, right after he dropped out of high school and when he was in the uh, 10th grade, um, some of the uh, stories that I found online uh, also indicated that he joined a local gang. Um, and the reason why he joined a local gang is because once again, he was seeking protection. He was, you know, it's a, it's the only, at the time, it was the only way to survive violence in the streets or in the neighborhoods where you grew up. And Dai Juan, he joined a local gang immediately after dropping out of high school. And um, I found the name actually of the other uh, gang he joined. Um, it's, it's just irrelevant anyways. Um, but the gang, something called the originals Gangster Killer Streets or Street. And um, as you all can imagine, after joining the local gang, um, Dai Juan's years or days um, were numbered uh, because it didn't take long for Dai Juan to start getting in trouble. Um, he started engaging in activities that were that would eventually take him to and land him in very uncomfortable situations. And Mr. Dai Juan was no different. Um, I found information uh, in newspapers that um, indicate that Mr. Dai Juan Tetro was convicted and pled guilty to, allegedly, to some of the crimes that include dealing drugs, shootings, and racketeering. And after pleading guilty and after being convicted, Dai Juan served a prison sentence of over 10 years. So, in his early 20s, only, and Dai Juan, like many of you, or perhaps people that you know of, was already facing challenges and a bleak future. But this is where the story gets even more interesting. Because you see, Dai Juan like many of you and like many of my close friends too who have been system impact were resilient and I Juan showed that um, just Dai Juan while in prison he realized uh, he had an, epif an epiphany which caused him to rethink his alternatives in life after prison. And this realization 
that I can identify with and that many of you may also identify with was key. And the significance is just, it's, it's difficult to put it into words. Because while he was in prison, Dai Huan heard about a uh, program. And this program was the Barred Prison Initiative, or BPI. Now, this is a program of Bar College that provides college education to people in prison. In fact, um, I believe it's one of the uh, pioneer programs in the U.S. And um, Taekwon was in prison. He heard about this uh, while watching TV, I believe. And he something caught his, his attention. Uh, and he decided to dig up more information about this Bar Prison Initiative from Bar College. And he decided he made a rational decision of applying, seeking entry into the program. And Yan Daihuan, whose future at that time, and for some who are in prison, seemed that it's useless or there is no future. Dai Huan, quite the contrary, he wanted redemption. He wanted to redeem himself. And he thought of that obtaining a college education while in prison was going to equip him with the necessary tools so that after prison, he would become a productive member of society. And boy, was he on point. But we'll talk about that later. And so while in prison, he joins the college behind bars or the Bar Prison Initiative. And when he joins this program, at the same time, there was a um, some folks in uh, documentary series uh, learn about the, uh, the Bar Prison Initiative and wanted to make a documentary series about the people or the image the, the inmates in this prison who are obtaining and working on a earning a college degree while in prison and this documentary uh, and television folks came to the bar prison initiative and of uh, Bar College, and they made uh, a television documentary series that they called it The College Behind Bars, television documentary series. And what this documentary series did was highlighted the uh, college students' milestones that includes, for instance, graduations, thesis defenses, and even the victory over the Harvard debate team by 
the Juan's debate Now, um, this is where the story gets even more, more interesting. And for Taiwan, being in bar, being imprisoned, serving a prison sentence of over 10 years, and he joined the uh, the bar prison initiative program, and he found a universe, a galaxy of information that allow him and paved the road to obtaining a college education and he found his way out his way to turn his life around in education with books and so he studied with his classmates and the successes of Daihuan's academic endeavors showed very quickly because Daihuan and others put together a uh, debate team and soon Daihuan's debate team mind you these are inmates um, they start taking challenges from other universities, well-known universities and colleges. And quickly, Daihuan's debate team starts showing progress. And they were beating other debate teams from other prestigious institutions. And long story short, the highlights, perhaps the highlights of Daihuan debate team came the time when they reached the finals and against none other than the illustrious Harvard debate team. Here, Daihuan's debate team, again, of prison inmates who wanted to change their lives and had found their means, purpose, through the books and education were facing Harvard's debate, debate team. And lo and behold, Daihuan's debate team beat Harvard's debate team. And this came out in the news. This came as a bombshell, but also as a shock to many. Perhaps not to me, now that I know about his story. And perhaps not to many of you either. Because, you see, society, unfortunately, stigmatize, has a tendency to stigmatize some populations. And system impact folks are not immune to that. It seems. Uh, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised of Taihuan's journey, accomplishments, and brilliance, and that of Taihuan's uh, team debate as well. And I'm not surprised Taihuan's debate team beat 
none other than the illustrious Harvard debate team either. And I don't mean to sound arrogant, but um, I can identify with Daihuan's story. The difference between Daihuan debate team and that of Harvard is that it boils down, it has a beginning. And at the beginning, Daihuan just simply didn't have the opportunities to get to Harvard. Like many of you, and including myself, growing up in neighborhoods with virtually no opportunities, the prospect of someone without the support of those around us attending one of these illustrious institutions are simply just a pigment of not even our own imagination at times. Now, I want to make this clear. This has nothing to do with the inability of many of us who have been system impact or as some people may put it, that we are not Harvard, Yale's, Princeton's, Hopkins material, because that is wrong. We are Harvard's and even Oxford's material. The problem lies in the lack of opportunities. And you see, Daihuan, he redeemed himself when he saw the opportunity knocking on his door. Even when he was in prison, he saw, he came, and he conquered. He conquered his own life. He authored a new chapter of his own life. And now he continues to write the subsequent chapters of his life. He is the sole author of his life. And that, my friends, it is commendable, illustrates how those who have been system impact can also overcome any challenges. So after serving a 12-year sentence. Uh, Daihuan earned a bachelor's degree in mathematics from um, Bar College. Um, and after getting out of prison with now a college education and having have the... Um, the privilege to say that he and his team beat none other than Harvard's debate team. Um, he started to work with uh, legislatures uh, and um, he is now working for the uh, House Democrats Campaign Committee or also known as the uh, DCCC. Now, what is this uh, committee? Well, uh, this committee, uh, Democrat, uh, House Democrats Campaign Committee, um, role is advising on, yes, you guessed it, 
on criminal justice issues. And um, so what, what is this? So uh, what does it do? And what it does is this committee actually recruits candidates, raises funds, and organizes races in districts that are expected to yield politically notable or close elections. Okay, so this is where Mr. Taiwan Tetro's work. He works as an advisor on criminal justice issues for the House Democrats Campaign Committee. Now, if he asks me, what in the world is wrong with those who are tossing Mr. Daihuan's name like a piñata and and put him on blast and try to smear his past, his name, his reputation, simply on facts of the past. If those taking aim at Mr. Daihuan's past, the facts must also be considered when judging someone and those facts must also be considered the same ones for the present and the future and the present these facts of the present attest and exemplifies how a young African-American boy growing up in an environment with many challenges that land him in prison yet had the resilience of turning his life around ceasing on the opportunity that was knocking on his door and becoming a productive member of society. Yet, after paying his dues, paying for the crimes he committed, turning his life around, not asking for handouts, showing us and the world that his mistakes, his past mistakes, are not defining him. In fact, they are strengthening him. And he is defining, he is the author of his own future in life. And some, some people out there, just like some of these politicians, these Republican politicians, or any other people, uh, some of them, those critics, they say that tax dollars should not pay for college for felons when many law-abiding citizens are racking up massive student debt. But then again, the, other, the flip side of it is that take a look at uh, California, for instance. Let's just use California as an example, where housing a prisoner in California now cost more than attending 
even a year at Harvard University. This is according to the Los Angeles Times uh, um, uh, published uh, in June 4th, 2017. And um, so for those critics, critics, or for those who are arguing that, um, you know, pa uh, taxpayers should not be paying for education, even for uh, prison inmates. Um, well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather rather offer and equip them with the necessary tools so that when they come out, then they can become productive member of societies, or, um, or you want the alternatives? So, um, so I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what um, what you guys think about this piece and Mister uh, and the story of Taiwan's uh, redemption, uh, Taiwan's tetro. Um, I think it resonates so closely and so directly to many of you, perhaps, and myself. And this is why I wanted to share this story, um, uh, a story of about hard work, redemption and hope. So I hope that this highlights, empowers you, and gives you the drive to continue fighting, reclaiming your life, and not letting anybody bring you down. Okay, so until then, and I will be waiting to see your input. And once again, guys, thanks for the uh, support. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode and uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you.